are Guys in Short Sports Los Angeles, bringing you everything you could possibly want to know in L.A. sports. Normally right now, I'd remind you to follow us on Twitter, at Guys in Shorts LA. However, since I'm sure you've already done that and are tired of hearing about it, I'm going to ask another favor. If you're listening on iTunes, please write us a quick review. Yeah. Five stars, preferably. Yeah. Yes. Five stars. It uh, doesn't have to be a novel, just a quick message to let everyone know that Guys in Shorts is the greatest podcast in the history of the world. We'd leave the reviews ourselves, but uh, we don't want to sound like we're bragging or anything. Better if you do it. Uh, so if you could, we would greatly appreciate it, and uh, we'll keep churning out the free content. Okay, on to the show. This week, we'll be discussing the injury-laden Dodgers, the Angels getting swept by the team that shall not be named. <laughs> the hell is this? is depressing. It really is. Yeah. Hey, I got good news, though. The 2018 NFL draft went down, and the Rams, despite not having a pick until the third round, did pretty good for themselves. Yeah, they went crazy. Most notably, by getting rid of Tavon Austin. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Get his statue ready, because Les Snead is the real deal. Right, Ben? Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Off the rails, and we're only three minutes in. Oh, I'm Jeff Wilson, and that is Victor Costello. Dear Dodgers, you're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> yeah ben garcia hoopty who yeah and that's it yep nobody else nope we're, uh, we're missing darren and eric the portuguese hammer Vieira. does anybody know where they're at yeah actually i don't know if you guys saw it on twitter it was it actually was trending apparently an angel fan flew to where Corey seager was uh um you know at, at home resting or, or i don't know where Corey. he somehow found Corey and Peed on the engine. Ah, that's, that's, that's definitely yeah. Darren. That's when I saw be that, Darren. I was like, that's got to be Darren. Right? Yeah. 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 And Eric was there to hold it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely the two of them. Awesome. For sure. Well, good job, guys. Oh, good on you. man. Yeah. I mean, Darren wants, you know, a World Series win, I guess. Darren, I thank you. We appreciate it. He just wants that. to pee on people. That's all Darren wants. He could care less about the good he's doing. <laughs> that's so awkward. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's Darren. Good start, guys. Good start. All right. Well, since Darren's not here, we may as well start with the Rams at the, yeah. at the top of the show since he missed draft week. Seriously. NFL draft week. It's funny because if you look at uh, everybody that kind of graded the Rams on their performance, it's all, that's eh, kind of tough to grade because they didn't have picks <laughs> in the first two rounds. Of course, with the first round, we got Brandon Cooks, which I think was a good move. Yeah. No, I feel I, like I also, universally that's, yeah. that's solid. Well, it's so, an established player. You know what yep, you're getting. You're right. not having to yep, worry about exactly. somebody and what they're going to perform at the next level. Agree. So we'll give that an A. A. Uh, with their second I'll give it a B pick, plus. They, <laughs> I, I, no, you can't give it an A because he's not, he's not an A player. I, I think he's a B plus player that was an A player with the right quarterback. So Let, let's, let's see how he turns out with Jared Goff. All right, fair enough. By the end B of the plus. season, you'll give it an A. <laughs> I, I, would love to, I would love to say that. I appreciate that, Ben. <laughs> so our, our first pick in round three, we got uh, Joseph Noteboom. Tackle, he... Uh, I guarantee you don't know what college he went to. <laughs> I knew I should have written that in my notes. <laughs> watch college football. Why would you, right? No clue. No yeah, clue. Whatsoever. I don't watch college football either. So I, How yeah, dare but, you? Uh, no clue. They're, they're saying he's. Uh, th this was a good pick. He's gonna uh, 
kind of be groomed to replace Andrew Whitworth, okay. who's, you know, yeah. obviously Eight, a seven, veteran. 8776 now. <laughs> that's, that's the one. That's the one. Actually, it's 877 cash now. <laughs> really good, Ben. Yes. Really good. But uh, we made some uh, some picks for the offensive line, which is... Isn't I that think, where you're already strong, though? Why would you go Yeah, but we're... That? So I thought the same thing, yeah. but we have several players that are up for contracts after this season. You don't so know if really Donald's going to report. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, well, that too. But uh, this was kind of to add depth and longevity okay. for, for the, the O-line. Which... And to be honest with you, that's where you win, is in the trenches. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you think back to the yeah. Dallas Cowboys when they were dominating in the right. 90s, it was because they had great offensive and defensive line play, you know? Yeah. And and when they started to overpay their position players, they had to lose a line, and then they weren't as dominant. Yep, very yep. true. Yeah, they picked up uh, in the fifth round Micah Kaiser, linebacker, who uh, people are thinking might be the possible replacement for Ogletree since we lost him, so he could be a starter that that plugs in this year but uh overall i think uh response is good to what the rams did so and losing Tavon austin so Tavon austin yeah. goes to dallas uh we got a sixth round pick and we also don't have to pay uh a million in guaranteed money so we you know unload that monster contract that he had what did you have um, against Tavon austin you know he he just never lived up to to what he could have been. I feel you like know, he we, disappeared a lot. He disappeared. And, well, he didn't have really a role in this team, you know? And, and you know, he could very well – this could very well be a, a trade that works out in Dallas's favor. Oh, they need a receiver. So if he's if he's worth his, you know, money, yeah. then he would be. Well, and, and the word is that Dallas is – because Tavon Austin would also do some uh, backfield duties. He'd, he'd play running back. And and the, the idea – I think the thinking is he's going to fill in like the, the Lance Dunbar role in Dallas where he's going to be that, um, you know, that second running back behind uh, Ezekiel Elliott. Mm-hmm. and and Because he'll get suspended again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. So he, he could turn out for Dallas, but he just never found a place yeah. in, in – Sean McVay's system, and I think it's uh, I think it's a good move. We yeah, for sure. We got rid of him. At least got something out of it. So yeah, all right. That's well done. Any, any thoughts on the Raiders? Eh. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Perfect. <laughs> I, it's I don't even have the Chargers in my notes. I, I, I couldn't even tell you anything they did. So sorry, Matt Money Smith. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk Dodgers. Buckle up, everyone, because uh. you got two. Hot fans, right in here, uh, ready to uh, ready to unleash. Yeah. Where do we want to start? Do we want to start with the injuries? Do we want to start with the losing streaks? Do we want to start where? Well, I think the hottest thing. Well, not the hottest. That's the wrong damn word to use. But I think the thing that uh, snuck up on the Dodger fans yesterday and is still causing a scare throughout Dodger Nation is is Corey Seager. Uh, he is uh, going to have to have Tommy John surgery. He's going to miss the rest of the year and possibly part of next year. Yeah. So he he's the bat that can, and uh, he's the guy that's going to hit for average. He's going he has he has a little bit of pop in his bat. You know he's going to get you the RBIs and the runs. And to miss that along with Justin Turner in the middle of that lineup and the and the streak the bad streak that they're on this was like the last thing that the Dodgers needed so uh, this hurts this hurts a lot and from a defensive standpoint the shortstop is your is your 
he's the captain of your team, yeah. right? He, definitely the captain of the infield. And, you know, the, the Dodgers lost uh, Charlie Culberson last year when they were doing the salary dump for uh, Matt Kemp to get under the salary cap. It wasn't to get Matt Kemp, but it was to right. get under the salary cap. Right. So you don't actually have a true shortstop on the roster right now. So you're going to be filling it with uh, with uh, uh, the center fielder, uh, Taylor, with Taylor and with Kike Hernandez. They're going to be going left-handed, right-handed. They're just going to kind of tag team that position. But I think last year, each of those guys only got about 20 starts at shortstop. So you're really going with an unknown defensively. And for a team that's you know vying for a championship, now having to deal with that through the rest of the season and then potentially into the playoffs, I think that that's going to hurt them. Well, the, the only good thing about that, though, is believe it or not, Chris Taylor actually came into the league as a shortstop. Now, it's been a while since, right. since he's mm-hmm. played shortstop. So at least he has that background. But you're, you're absolutely right about everything else. So um that that's gonna hurt i mean puig is out uh i don't think he's gonna be out for long but you also have rich hill logan foresight i mean everybody seems to be hurt on this team turner turner's gone turner's gone andrew tolls is hurt in the minor leagues who you know could would have probably came up and jansen i think there's something wrong with jansen i don't think he's injured yet per se but i Uh, think there's something going on with him i don't know if it's mental or or what but there's Definitely something going on with with Canley Jansen, which is kind of scary when you think about it. You hope it's not mental. You hope it's just something that's not you know right with somewhere on his body. Yeah, he doesn't have the Tom Needen fewer after the Jack yeah. Clark home run <laughs> yeah. in 1985. That and that's who's, my who's worry. counting? But right, yeah, that's my worry is that it's something mental, and and I hope I hope and pray that it's it's not. So it's not mental. Dave Roberts jinxed it last season mm. when he cried wolf with all those injuries. As you pointed out. Oh, look so at now Jeff. everybody's really getting injured. See that? Yeah. Oh, Dave Roberts, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good idea at the time. I liked it. Well, you know, I'm, I'm going to be the voice of reason here for a second. <laughs> <laughs> that seems pretty reasonable to yeah, me. Yeah, why not? And, you know, this is early in the season. I think they're only down, what, about eight games or so in, in the West? Somewhere around there. You know, there's, there's still 130 games to play or something <laughs> like least. that. So, yeah. So it's not like the Dodgers don't have an opportunity or time to, to make this up and to get healthy. I mean, every team goes through a rash uh, of, of injuries at some point, and and they go through lulls and, and losing streaks. And so right now Arizona's hot, and you know it's just a matter of time before they hit a little bit of the skids, and the Dodgers will probably catch up, and it's going to be a nice tight race towards the end of the season. Um, the, so I don't think it's time to necessarily write off the Dodgers, but Vic and I were talking off air uh, prior to this uh, pod, and – one of my one of the statements that I made was that you know because some of the conversation right now is bringing in Manny Machado uh, as the, as the shortstop for right. you know kind of as a as a stopgap for the rest of the season and you know that would be wonderful to have his bat in the lineup and and to have a veteran in, in playing in that position but what would the Dodgers have to give up to get him and you know the way I'm looking at the season right now is with everybody injured and and the Dodgers just not playing well and and who knows maybe this just won't be their season. And so what would the Dodgers be willing to give up to get a rental for a season that may just be a throwaway season? Right. So at this point, as a Dodgers fan, I wouldn't want the Dodgers to do anything. Let's let's plug in Kike. Let's plug in Taylor. Let's hope that Justin Turner comes back and that Logan comes back in a short amount of time and, and that we can get healthy and we can go on some winning streak. And, and maybe in two months when we get closer to the trade deadline – that, that we're showing a pulse, that we're showing a heartbeat, that, that we can actually go somewhere. And then at that point, 
if we think that you know we can make that next step, that Kershaw is going to be the guy that's going to step up, and and all these and all these guys that we were talking about last year, Bellinger and 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 Taylor, and, and all these guys start stepping up and and start playing the way they did last season, then maybe it makes sense to get a Manny Machado. But for right now, I would say you stand still, you stand and you just put your hands in the air and you say, you, the guys on the team need to figure this out. Yeah, and also um, I'm going to make uh, Ben here a huge Manny Machado fan. You ready? Does he love Taco Bell and Albertos? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm assuming he does. Uh, I can say that. Um, would There's rumors out there. Oh, I only say rumors. There is talk of Clayton Kershaw for Manny Machado. Whoa. Oh, yeah, at the trade deadline. Not right now. Because uh, this is Clayton Kershaw. He has a player option coming up. Yeah. If, if he opts out, he's going to get paid, I mean – a lot, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, it are the Dodgers willing to pay him? And nobody seems to know exactly. I mean, there are people that say that there's people in the organization that say he's a Dodger, he's going to be a Dodger forever. But then the way that this recently this the uh, you know the ownership has acted, they're not giving out these huge contracts. They just right. got rid of all these huge contracts, and they're not taking anything in right now. So. Would you do Clayton Kershaw for Manny Machado at the trade deadline? Not to win a championship. To sell okay. tickets, yes. To but sell not, tickets? Yeah. I mean, I, I think that it's the same thing with getting Giancarlo Stanton, right? I think that he's going to bring him in. I think you're going to sell seats. I just don't think that those are the type of players that you need to win. Don't you think Dodger fans, though? I mean, there's there's certain untouchable players. And yeah. Clayton's so the not casual, not to you, yeah. <laughs> but you, you can't argue that yeah. to the – to the average Dodger fan, I Clayton think- Kershaw is—he's the Kobe Bryant right. of oh, the yeah. Dodgers. He's—he's right. he's untouched. If if the Dodgers traded him, I think that that would be, be a, smart- a huge upgrade. No, in the fan, it depends world. on who you yeah. get, right? So I think as a GM, I think that that Clayton does have value. There are a lot of teams out there that could use a Clayton Kershaw, but they're not competing to win a championship. They're looking to to get an ace. They're looking for somebody to to potentially win twenty games, but not not ever really put him in a position where he's going to choke the way Clayton does in the playoffs. So I think <laughs> that if I was in the Dodgers management position, what I would do is I would I would put him in the open market and I'd say, okay, listen, we w- we'll listen to what you guys have to offer. And if there's you know, and and I'm just going to use um, Verlander as an example. If there's a Verlander esque type player at the back end of his career on the last year of a contract or something. I would be willing to trade straight up for Clayton Kershaw because that's all you're going to get from Kershaw anyway. And if you can get better performance in the playoffs, then I'm all about it. The other reason why I would trade him is for an up-and-coming star where maybe he's not ready this year, but this is like a can't-miss type of, uh, you know, Julio Arreyes before the injury, right? Like one of these types of players that you, you look at and you say, this guy in three years or four years is going to be a stud. Then I say you make the move. But I'm not. Like I'm not trading him for a bat. For, I'm not trading him yeah, for a bat. Sure. I wouldn't even trade him for for Bryce Harper, my boy. Wow, really? No, I because if you want to win this year again, if you want to sell but, seats, then yes, you do it. But if you want to win a championship, you need pitching, and that's what the Dodgers don't have, and that's what you need to well, get. Well, that's why I'm surprised because you always say Kurt Kershaw does horrible in the playoffs. He yeah. does, but, so, but 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 I thought for sure you 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 would bite <laughs> on it because if you if you think about that, Corey Seager. Uh, Manny Machado, Cody Bellinger, and Justin Turner at the heart of that lineup. I thought you were going to say, "Do it." Yeah. So here's the here's because that's 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 the Yankees' West Coast. But here's the crux of the problem, right? Is that at least Kershaw can give you six with like two to three earned runs. You just don't put him out for seven, <laughs> right? 
if like if you can trade him for another pitcher that can give you that seventh and eighth and get that bridge to Jansen, if Jansen can actually get his shit together by the end of the season, then the whole that's, the then whole that's what you need to get. get but there. the problem is, is that if you get a Machado or you get uh, a Bryce Harper or you get another bat in the lineup, so what? You score a couple more runs. You, you have now you've now you've given up more innings to your to your bullpen, which sucks. And they're going to give up six runs or seven runs when you can only score five or six. And so you're going to lose games. You're going to lose important games. You have to win in the playoffs with pitching. And that's why the Dodgers haven't won is because they don't have a go-to guy and that's that can a, get a win. And that's exactly why the Houston Astros – wait, no, that's not why they won the <laughs> series last year. Never mind. Um, <laughs> Agree to disagree. <laughs> No, you're right. For most years, I mean, you're absolutely right. For most years, you do need pitching. The Astros were an anomaly last year, um, for sure, because – I mean, that team was just crazy, crazy home run hitting in a ballpark that's the size of StubHub. But that's besides <laughs> yes. the point. Um, but yeah, no, uh, and, and, and in all honesty, this is the very first time in the two years of this podcast that I can honestly say that Ben can say that. Uh-oh, here you go. I'm going to stand up because something's coming. <laughs> <laughs> that, go ahead. Keep talking. That ben standing ovation ready. That the Dodgers bullpen – Sucks. There you go. Oh, wow. It's the first time he's actually right saying that. Wow. <laughs> hey, a broken clock is, is right twice a day. This is two weeks in a row, Vic. That, and, that, and Eric called me out. Listen, I'm right a lot I'm, I'm right a lot more than you guys want me to think that I am. <laughs> it only took two years. You're, you're right a lot more than we want you to think you are. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whatever you just said. I'm pouring another glass of Jameson as we speak. <laughs> Uh, the so the bullpen's struggling, huh? Yeah, they're Big they're, time. they're terrible. Baez is like throwing gas on a fire. Ba- yeah, Baez can't can't get anybody out. Um, I hold my breath every time Jansen goes in. Yeah, Jansen is has been giving, and if, even if he gets the save, he's been giving up hits. Yep, which is scary. Get, getting in trouble. Yeah, he gets in trouble and he gets out of it, which is not Canley Jansen. So uh, they definitely have to shore up that the uh, the bullpen. Um, and yeah, I mean, just start winning. I don't know what else to say. It's, it's, it's early. Well, it's early. It's early. In the season. Yeah. So the, so we we just got well. I not we didn't get swept. We lost three or four to the Giants, and now we're going to be playing a four game set against Arizona, who has owned us. Uh, at, at the time of recording, the last update I heard, the Dodgers were up three two in the seventh. They're down four to three. <laughs> <laughs> Super. And they had just pulled Kershaw because per- Kershaw was up when they when they yeah. yanked him. So that means again the bullpen gave it up. Yeah. So you know, no, they lost four to three. Oh, they lost four to three. Yeah. So, so at this point, the Dodgers, if they lose the four game set, they could be down like twelve think, games or thirteen games in the division. 11, I think, right? Yeah, it's something like that. It's it's going to be very difficult to dig yourself out of that type of hole, even if Arizona does go on a couple of losing streaks later in the season. Ouch! Yeah, I wish I could say things are better over in uh, Angel Land, but it's struggling here too. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, we're how's uh, your hard hitting lineup? That uh, that that amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Slumping big time. <laughs> Wait, what did you what did you call them? What were they? High powered oh, offense. High powered offense. That's what That's it was. Right. They'll be back. They'll be back. Okay. This, I think uh, they're still batting better than the Dodgers. So, oh, <laughs> we can't talk, right? Yeah, yeah we can't say. It's not saying much then because <laughs> it is rough. The offense is just slumping huge. I mean, we came after that amazing start. We came slamming back down to earth, big time. That sucks. You know, how's Jeremy Lin doing? <laughs> that is so 
racist it's not it's not the analogy is that you make it big and huge in a in a large city for like a month and then you disappear for the rest of your career that's that's the parallel not that he's asian yeah all right well that's not gonna happen and it's shohei otani (laughs) who coincidentally is asian also right he's come back down to earth with his pitching okay had a couple not stellar starts like he did to to begin the season with um hitting his hitting has been solid um he's he's great in the lineup but but this uh they just can't put any hits together we we got swept by the yankees i think we scored um you know a combined like six or seven runs on this homestand across like you know three or four games however many it was it's just it's just not good but it's slumping um, you know, starting pitching has struggled. Uh, would-be Cy Young Award winner Garrett uh, Richards. Richards, right? <laughs> <laughs> he, he had an awful start against the Yankees. <laughs> Got lit up. We do have uh, Kenyon Middleton. He is going to the DL, 10-day DL. He was kind of being groomed to be our closer. Last year, uh, actually for the last, I feel like since we've been doing the podcast, you guys have had a team together where you say, if everyone was healthy, mm-hmm. this would be a good team. So, so far, have you guys been healthy? Yeah. Okay. So well, we started the season and went to, uh, what, 13 and two or 13 and three or whatever. So if this if this group stays together, do you still foresee this team winning 90 games like you thought earlier in the season or 86 or whatever? Whatever you said? it was. I think it's said 86. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't I don't see why not. I mean, we, we saw what this team is capable of. And, and I, I don't think this is a, a matter of teams figuring it out. I do think, you know, we you know, we started with maybe some inferior competition yeah we've played some tough teams and actually i yeah, can when tell you played you, the american league east you know, yeah. <laughs> well they're over stacked the, over there yeah yeah, yeah. I, and and over the past uh seven games i mean we've faced a, a slew of solid starting pitchers johnny cueto garrett cole charlie morton justin verlander uh luis severino masahiro tanaka and cc sabathia so we've faced some pretty tough competition yeah um, over these past games, at the end of the day, I mean, you still got to, you know, put runs together against these guys. Right. Otherwise, you're not going to win. But um, I think I think they're going to figure it out. I base I that just off you. of my rainbow. <laughs> well, of course, though. we know that we don't have to, we, <laughs> we know that, Jeff. <laughs> I have a question for you. So Shohei right now has a 4.43 ERA. Right. Mm-hmm. He's batting 333. He's you know, if I feel like he doesn't have any singles, everything seems to be extra bases or home runs. If if he continues to have an ERA over four, and I know it's not going to happen, but would you want to see them pull him out of the starting out of out of so he could be an everyday uh, I, batter? If if we had someone better to fill in, then I mean I wouldn't be opposed to it. Yeah, you know at least it, it, I, it's not going to happen. Could, right. could There's he? There's no way. Could yeah. he? And this is just out of curiosity. Because I don't know American League rules when it comes to a two-way player like this. Could he DH and also come out of the bullpen? Well, yeah, because positional players pitch all the time. Uh, what's his name? Just pitched against the Dodgers. Um, so, because my thought would be, you know, if 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 because he still wants to pitch, and so maybe at least at this point in his career, maybe he's not a starter. Right, but. That's if, interesting. If, if you focus on his on his on on you know the batting portion of his game, 
but you tell them, you say, listen, you know, you're still going to pitch. You need to stay ready. You still need to prepare. And those games where your starter goes out and throws one and a third and gets right. bombed and you need somebody to pick up, right. y- you still can put give him innings. That just happened. Uh, what's his name? Panda. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Pablo just, Sandoval. Yeah, he just pitched against the Dodgers. And do you know that that game, by and the he, way? I think he struck. He got everybody out. He got everybody. It was the only inning in the game where the Dodgers went one, two, three. See? <laughs> <laughs> there you what? go. Yeah. How does that happen? I don't know. Yeah. 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 Panda comes in Panda and pitches a perfect. In. But beginning. he was. But he was a position player. Yes. Batting, and then he switched to pitcher. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't DHing, obviously, because you're the National League. Yeah. I think if you're DHing, oh. I think that's a separate position. If Pujols was at first, and he got hurt, and Otani was the uh, the DH, you couldn't bring him in. To play first and then bring in somebody else as the DH? Uh, the, de- the designated hitter can be moved to a fielding position during the game. So he can. He could. Oh, really? Yeah. And then he continues DHing or someone else? They would just have to back No, DH. I think they'd have to have somebody else DH. Okay. So he's a, but, he, but, they, but he could go from the DH position into pitching. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, it's just one of those things where you know this is this is one of the the pieces that Mike Sosha has at his discretion. Yeah, yeah. you know, throughout the season and in a particular game, you know, so it would be it's uh, that uh, to me that's why this whole experiment is fascinating. Yeah, just yeah, because you're doing things that no one it has really ever is. done. Right. It it really is fascinating. Yeah. And I love that you're on board with it. I, I am. And how fascinating <laughs> it is. Thank you, Ben. Well, at time of recording, actually, we are, we watched as the Angels gave up a 2 nothing lead in the top of, of the ninth. Speaking of good bullpens. Now it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Cam Bedrosian. And uh, now we're in the bottom of the ninth. The bases are loaded with one out. So come on, Angels. Let's get back in the win column. All oh, right. There's a lot of empty seats. Did you see that? All right, let's. They, they, they uh, all had to go back to Riverside in their F two fifty. I got an idea. How dare you? Well, I got to flatten. Hey, I got to so, flatten hey, the brim of my hat. Hey, what's up, brah? What's up, brah? That's not at all how they even it's talk. Not, but it's not it's even still close. funny because it's Ben. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Before we talk a little more sports, I think we should take a minute to. Thank our good friends over at O'Malley's on Maine. Yeah. Recorded there last week. Always a great time over it is. there. Had a, it's had been a, a while since I've been over there. And it was yeah. it was uh it brings back a lot of great memories. Yeah. Yeah. That's very it's just true. A good, it's a good place to it's just hang vibe. out. Yeah. Casual. Very casual, yeah. Or you could or Did you could just dress say up. a few people on a date there uh. too. I saw one couple fighting. I didn't see any out like <laughs> yeah. obvious but internet that, dates, but I, I mean, I was looking for them. You were looking, yeah. yeah, because those are always like to people watch to just kind of watch body language and try to try to imagine what they're actually saying to right, each other. Right. Yeah, that, that's yeah. that's one of my favorite things to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so O'Malley's on Maine. Go check them out if you're looking for a, a date spot, mm-hmm. yeah. somewhere to fight with your lady. That right. works too. <laughs> right, or just a, a night with the guys or a night with friends. Yeah. O'Malley's on Maine. That's what we did. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, oh, you know what? How about we talk about the fact that Paul George, his season is over. It is over. And how about that? Before we get there, Angels won it. Yes. Nice. Back in the win column. Good stuff. All right. Back in the win column. How about we talk about Paul George? Yeah. <laughs> it's a good thing I was listening to us. <laughs> Paul George. Uh, is he coming to the Lakers you now know that his season is over? And uh, uh, per- Personally, I think he was coming over to the Lakers regardless. 
um, after playing with Russell Westbrook, I think, uh, <laughs> and, and having to live in, in OKC for that amount of time and seeing what a train wreck that front office is, I think he was coming uh, anyways. So, uh, But today it broke that um, apparently he's been telling people that he's he's done. That he's oh, out of really? OKC. Oh, really? Telling yeah. who? Kawhi Leonard's uncle? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. How did you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah uh, it was reported on, I don't remember if it was ESPN or Fox, but one of the two. Um, yeah, that's what they're saying, that they've heard from multiple sources that uh, he's been telling his camp that he's out. So it is, that doesn't necessarily mean he's coming to the Lakers, but he's coming to the Lakers. Even, even ah, yeah. <laughs> We know what that means. Even if Paul George was interested in re-signing with OKC, I I read an article yesterday that came out where it talks about uh, Carmelo Anthony and his contract and it making it almost impossible to bring in uh, George as a a contract extension. And is that... You know that Carmelo Anthony is at the end of his career, right? And and this, he's running off of the last year of his mega deal, which I think he makes somewhere around like twenty five or twenty eight million or something this season. Uh, he is not going to opt out, and yeah. b- because he knows that if he opts out, he has to sign a, a, a comparable deal. And at this point, there's no other nobody, NBA team that's going to offer him the money that he's going to no. make in that last year of his deal. So he's going to opt in, and in doing so. With the extension that they just signed Russell Westbrook to, they're not going to have the finances to be able to pick up a third contract without going over the the uh, the, the threshold. And so over the years, if you looked, that's why they got rid of James Harden. And over the years, there are certain players that wanted to get re-signed that they just let go because management is unwilling to go over that threshold. Right. And so, so here George is, even if he were interested in coming back, the only way it would be possible is if he would be willing to take a pay cut. And for a guy like him, who's, who's, who's early in his career, I think that he's looking to make that money. And so I don't, I, so going back to OKC is, is almost an inevitable that it's not going to happen. Yeah. You don't take a pay cut to play with Russell Westbrook. Absolutely. Not. <laughs> no, in fact, in fact, Vic, I think after the last, it was either Vic or Eric in our, our text thread, they sent a picture of the three of them with their stats from the final game. And I think George was like two for 16 for like eight points. Carmelo was two for five for seven points. And then Russell Westbrook was like 15 of 43, you know, <laughs> for 32 points or some. I mean, I don't know what the numbers were, but it was ridiculous. And I mean, and you look at the, the disparity between, you know, these are supposed to be your three cornerstones, right? The three stars. These are the right. three amigos, the guys working together to get you to that championship. And you get one guy that just goes off and says, screw the rest of you. I don't trust you. I'm going to do it on my own. You can't win with a guy like that. And so I think George sees it. I think Carmelo sees it. But at at this point, Carmelo's locked in. He's like, I'm going to get paid. I'm willing to deal with this asshole for another year. He dealt with the New York media. Yeah, George, here, let me pat you on the back, say good luck, dude. I hope you go (laughs) with the Lakers and win. Yeah, yeah. Did you hear about uh, Kevin Durant and that he uh, liked an Instagram comment? No. That made fun of, uh, said Russell Westbrook pretty much is like a ball hog and doesn't make any teams better. <laughs> and he, so he liked it and he had to come Ooh, out and say, wow. oh no, that was an accident. I didn't mean to do it. He meant yeah, to do it. Yeah, right. He meant to See, do but it. But that's and what I don't like about today's that it was society. Come out. Why not? Why not just go out and say, I don't like the guy? Yeah. You know well, what? I did like it on purpose because it's true. Why, why are people so afraid? You know, I think that that's. That's what we're missing as Americans. And I listen, I know we talk about sports, <laughs> but as Americans, like, you know, like stand up, F up, and just own it. Own it. Say, you know what? I don't like you. <laughs> keep going. Keep going. I'm no, singing your that's background all I, music. That's all I have to say. 
Anyways, um, <laughs> can I just go off on Oklahoma City and their whole organization? Please just for, just for do. 30 seconds, Please really do. quick. What team holds on to – because Russell Westbrook signed a pretty big deal, so he's going to be in OKC for a while because he signed a really big contract. They let go of Kevin Durant, James Harden, Victor Oladipo, and are going to lose uh, most likely Paul George and have to keep Carmelo Anthony because I think if if there was a way to get out, Carmelo Anthony would do it. I don't think he wants to be there. He does not look happy on that team. What is going on with this front office that they get rid of all of these guys and, and keep the guy that they should not have kept? I, I just I don't understand it. I don't get it. That that front office it's, is it's in easy. shambles. It's easy. You make decisions based on fear. That makes sense. That that's how you do it. Okay. That's that's the Cleveland Brown way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's why they should have drafted two quarterbacks. But that's 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 the only that's the only reasonable explanation that there is out there is that I think I they're confident to be honest. Every reasonable sports fan could have looked and, and and you know what I can't say that because I'm the only reasonable one in this podcast because I was the one that saw this years ago and you guys go. didn't. But the fact <laughs> is is that it was easy to spot that Russ was not somebody that you build a team around. And they they decided because because he was an MVP caliber player, at least he was last season, that and and with with Durant leaving because I think ultimately they wanted that that marriage to work. Right. And and they did everything in their power to get Durant to stay. And had Durant stayed, I think Durant still would have been the the headliner, right? But oh, that yeah. was the problem that Russ had. And that Russ didn't want necessarily to have a headliner. He wanted to have two guys up there. And so he did everything in his power to, to, to make it known that he was as good or better than Durant. And that's why Durant was like, listen, I just want to win games. This isn't a competition. And that's why Durant left. And then when that, that opportunity came up for Westbrook, Oklahoma City was so afraid that if they lost Westbrook, they were going to lose their fan base. So they decided, whether it was the right decision or not, they decided... We know what we've got in this guy, and we know that he's an MVP caliber player, and and we could possibly bring in other guys, and and maybe we can make that marriage work. So they yeah, made that you, decision based on fear. You shouldn't wait to for, for that moment to come because knowing that they had both Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook on the same team, you go to Kevin and say, "Dude, what do we need to do to make sure you stay on this team?" Right. Right. And and if he has any kind of inkling saying, "I, I you know I don't want Russ on the team," trade his ass. Yeah, I agree. They're, they're, that's an incompetent front office. You should not have to get to that point of fear. Yeah. So, but you know what? Durant isn't like Kobe, right? Because I think if you would ask Kobe Bryant that, you know, with Smush Parker, oh, he, he, he would have said, "Get that guy out of town." I don't think that Durant. At least, maybe he is so, now. So you but I don't think at that point people. he wasn't. People knew. There's no way that he kept this. And nobody. You talk to his people. Yeah. And say, look, I know Kevin's too nice of a guy. What do we do need to do to get? I mean, there's ways of finding out. I mean, there's right. no way he didn't tell people I can't stand Russ. Yeah. So, but but here's you know there there's a, a I don't know the best way to describe it, but you could dislike somebody professionally, right? But you like them on a personal level. And and I think that those two, when you used to watch them in the post post game conferences, where they would come in with those stupid ass glasses and they would both dress stupid, <laughs> you know, I think that there was there was a friendship there, a kinship that they had because they they kind of came up in the league together. They they were drafted, I think, a year or two apart. They, you know, they 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 went from the young guys to now you know established veterans in the league. So I think that they look back at their past, and I think that there was fondness there. So I don't think that he yeah, but necessarily then, but disliked them, but I don't think he liked them on the court. But then why does Kevin Durant leave? Because he didn't like him on the court. Exactly. And that's all you need to know. Agreed. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I want to disagree with you, but you're right. That, that's ultimately what it comes down to. You're absolutely right. 
Whoa, Ben just conceded <laughs> the point. Wow. What we're saying well going done, on? No, what, what well we were done. saying the same thing, just in different ways. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, anyways, yeah. Vic's I, still I wrong. I don't. I don't know what's going on over there. But thank God uh, they traded for Paul George, and uh, he's he, he's going to be a Laker. I, I don't doubt that whatsoever. I think he will be as well. Yeah. Love it. Love that. What about? Uh, do we want to talk about Kawhi Leonard and all the drama that's unfolding in San Antonio? Well, so I because his name's been yeah. been thrown around yeah. as maybe somebody the Lakers want to go right. after. So so. I, I'm really indifferent. So last week, I I, I had mentioned that you know well, said Ben never, <laughs> right? What, what I'm is going on? Indifferent? You're not indifferent on anything. I don't even know what it means. <laughs> <laughs> so so last week, I I went on record and I said if you could trade Randall and Lonzo for an established veteran, a leader, somebody with his type of skill, it's it's to me it's a trade easily made, right? Mm-hmm. After reading this article, I, I, I'm indifferent because I feel like I the, the spur. So, okay. So l- let me talk a little bit about the article and yeah. then I'll tell you why I feel the way I do. So the article goes into the, the crux behind the issue between the Spurs and, and Leonard's camp. Mm-hmm. And that is the injury, right? So everyone's talked about the quadricep, but the Spurs have been operating off of the fact that the injury is related to A- and I don't know the technical terms to these because I read yeah. them once and I couldn't repeat it back to you if sure. I tried. <laughs> and that Leonard's camp thinks that it's something else. Yeah. So one is, one thinks it's like a muscle issue, the other thinks it's like a tendon, tendon issue, issue, right? Yes. Yeah. So so the Spurs have over the last year have operated off of trying to rehab it based on what they think is the problem. Right. And Leonard is saying it's still giving me problems. So he asked the Spurs for a second opinion, which makes makes a lot of sense, right? Because right. this is your body. This is your career. You should have the ability to do that. So the Spurs sort of reluctantly said, okay, go ahead, get a second opinion. And then once he got that second opinion, then he decided to go with that treatment therapy, regardless of what the Spurs said. So that's sort of the crux of the problem. So at that point, I, I get it, but when you when you read a little bit about both of these injuries, one of them seems seems you know severe. The other one doesn't you know it seems like you could recover from it and and get a normal NBA career going. So at this point, I don't think that even now with the treatment that he's doing, they really know what the problem is. So why would we, the Lakers or any team be willing to trade two young assets or an established asset for a guy where you know? He could be like Grant Hill. Remember when Grant Hill played on that ankle for the entire playoffs and then right. he was never the same career or he never had the same career after that? Right. So, you know, if you if the Lakers were to do that, now you're trading for a guy where, you know, hell, you may sign him to a four-year deal and get nothing out of him. Right. And, and now set you back in the playoffs for another, you know, make this drought that we're having even longer. So at this point, to me, he's an untouchable. And, and the problem is that with the Spurs – is that there's so much animosity from a public standpoint. I think that the per, from a personal standpoint, kind of going back to my point earlier, between Popovich and Leonard, I, I think that there's still a kinship there. You know, when Pop's wife died, they, they had talked about Leonard wanting to come and, and be there for him and stuff like that. But but from a professional standpoint, I, I don't know if it would be the right thing for the Spurs to even offer an extension. You know, after missing this season, having this bad communication with him, and then if they were to offer it, would Leonard actually take it? So... It's it's going to be real interesting to see how this whole thing unfolds. Now, at at this point, I'm sure that some team would be willing to take him on, but 
as as a Lakers fan, I wouldn't be willing to give up any assets for a guy like that. Too much unknown. Too much unknown. But ha- but if they did do it, and it turns out that he was fine, then it's a great deal, right? right. So that's sure. where the indifference comes from. I'm going to leave that to Magic and Palenka to figure out. <laughs> All I did was read one article. But it's interesting. It's really, really interesting. So that's what it's like to get an indifferent Ben Garcia. Wow, yeah, that's crazy. Interesting. Yeah, not very often can I, can I do I not make a decision and go one way or the other. This yeah. way, I really feel like I'm in the middle and that wow. any little push can get <laughs> yeah. me to fall in one what direction. What is going on? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know you anymore. Eric's not here. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, he's not. He's holding it's... Darren's a wiener. <laughs> That's, I was whoa. just going to say his hands are full. But yeah. I mean, <laughs> Let's be honest. He's potting with Josh Gessman right now. Uh, he probably is. Yeah. Oh. Uh, well, speaking of which, uh, Ben, you got a Galaxy update for us? Uh, no. No? No. There, there wasn't a 1-1 one, one tie? If, you, if we go to commercial, I will read up on him, but I can give you an update. <laughs> 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 I don't That's want awesome. to. Yeah. Let's not go to commercial. Let's just end this. I'm sure it was a, I'm sure it was a one-one tie. <laughs> I thought that's for sure what you'd say. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anything else? I feel nope. like uh we covered uh we covered everything we do, Dodger fans. Hope yeah. you guys write the ship. I think this is a better podcast with just the three of us. <laughs> oh, yeah. We don't uh, need well, those guys. Know. Yeah. It's a lot less pee. Yeah, well, yeah. that's true. Yeah. And Eric just talks less... over me, so you know. <laughs> 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 we are Guys in Shorts. Follow us on Twitter at Guys in Shorts LA and on Instagram at Guys in Shorts Sports. We're on Facebook, Reddit. The website is guysinshorts.com. You can visit our store there. Leave a voicemail for us, 562-450-3356. If you've seen uh, Darren or, or Eric, let us know where they are, what they've been Please. up to. Yeah. Yeah. And we uh, promise to listen to your voicemail if we actually get we one. We do. Oh, totally. <laughs> I feel like we have a voicemail we haven't. <laughs> listen to oh i haven't gotten a notice you're the one that emailed it like weeks ago and <laughs> oh yeah i put it i put it in the, in the google drive <laughs> i forgot uh, oh, i thought you meant recently you know let's let's okay <laughs> yeah yeah and as always share the show with all your friends please uh review us on yeah. itunes again that uh, really helps us out with the ratings and whatnot five stars please five stars like we're your and, uber uh, driver yeah, yes. subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere podcasts are sold or given away for <laughs> For Victor Costello and Ben Garcia, I'm Jeff Wilson. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs>